This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Allen with seven, the captain with five, he wants it with three, puts up the shot, and it rolls off the rim and going to overtime, twice and almost fell. Allen with a three-point shot, tapped out, right back to him, wants it again, it's short, and the rebound by Graham with 18 seconds. Allen's career is going to come to an end here, and that is going to do it, Kansas! Is still dancing and heading to San Antonio. Uh, Coach K is the greatest college coach of all time. Why don't they throw the ball to Marvin Bagley inside? Kansas is a little, uh, Kansas is not a big, powerful team by their standards. They got four guards playing most of the time, right? I I don't know. I think uh, I think Southout coached him. And if you're Duke, you've got two big guys now. Now Carter got into foul trouble, yes. which kind of you know neutralized him a little bit. But you've got two two big guys that are physically imposing guys against Kansas. I don't understand why they weren't feeding him more. That uh, they did, and of course, uh, here was the most shocking thing I heard of the of, of all ab- post game. Grayson came in and. Uh, with the with the other uh, Duke losers, and uh, Grayson said, you know, he was very emotional. And Shashevsky, I've I've heard the Shashevsky spiel when he's lost before, and yes, these are the greatest guys. They're always the greatest kids that ever lived, and blah blah blah. Even the one and Dunners are now the greatest kids that ever lived, and I have no problem with one and Dunners, by the way. But it's 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 pretty hypocritical of what Duke always had pretended to stand for right yeah and then kentucky won the one and done and he said okay i'm gonna get more one and dones than anybody but grayson said how duke going to duke made him a much better person what the hell was he before he got there right out there (laughs) if he's tripping guys and this is a he must have really been a jackass as a high school if he's like deliberately tripping guys and hip checking guys yes while at Duke, while he's uh-huh. becoming a better person, what the hell well, was he yeah, before yeah, that? Yeah, man, he must have been hard, wow. to, hard to get along with. Okay, how about this? Uh, how about this uh, Malik uh, Newman? Tell me about him. What the heck? He was out of his mind. He got all. Yeah. He got their last. Uh, he got all thirteen points in overtime, right? <laughs> yeah, he did. Now he went to Mississippi State for a year, right? Yep. And then he sat out a year and transferred to Kansas, and uh, was uh, just uh, he, he really. Gave him a shooter, but it was nice to see that Graham kid get to a Final Four too. Because yeah, uh, give him another shot while, to win yeah. a title, he's been there a long time. But uh, yeah, I was uh, 
I was uh, I was very hopeful when uh, I was kind of watching it on my phone because I was at the hockey game. I was very hopeful when they were up sixty two fifty seven, and then I was very despondent when they got behind and uh, and uh, the Grace. But it couldn't have worked out better to have Grace and Allen's ball crawl around the fr- crawl around the rim and go out, yeah. and then have him miss the two open threes <laughs> when they still had a chance to get back in the game. But it was a hell of a game. Oh gosh, it was fantastic. It was, it, it was a it great was, game. This tournament really needed that because it's been exciting, but the. The high caliber of wonderful basketball has not been there too often. I thought the Loyola Nevada game was really fun and mm-hmm. well paced and stuff like that. But there's been a lot there of were some tur- clunkers. There's been a lot of clunkers when you get a team like uh, Syracuse advancing and you get a team like Kansas State advancing. Yeah. you see a lot of clunkers. But uh, uh, it worked out for the the betterment of America. Uh, Duke loses and. Uh, and now you got Loyola in there as your Cinderella, and, and not not to mention too on the sort of the clunkers with just Virginia being the number one overall oh, seed yeah. and then going out the way that they did. Yeah. It's one thing to going lose to a sixteen, but to, a, but to get your way, butts whoopt by by UMBC. You can tell me all you want to. They lost to a bad team by twenty. Yeah, that's a bad team. They lost. To, what was it Al- Albany or something? They lost to eighty three thirty nine. Yeah, uh, and they went. You know, when they got eliminated in the second round, everybody was talking about how they hung in there. They didn't score for 10 minutes. <laughs> they didn't score for 10 minutes. They, who were they playing in that clunker? Who finally eliminated them? Oh, Another bad team. It was Kansas State, right? Was it, was it, Can- was it Kansas? Yeah, it was Kansas, Kansas State okay. beat, beat them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like 50 to 42 yeah, or right. something. It was yeah. one of the worst basketball games ever played. But we, oh, we'll never forget the magic of UMBC. Well, with Loyola now, you you won't. But uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it was uh, that that was Duke and Kansas was old time great basketball. There's because there's a lot of great players was, on the on the floor. It but, was funny uh, talking with Brad earlier in the prep room. We were talking about the the uh, what was it the Kentucky Georgetown game in in '84. Just how much of a oh, clunker that was Seattle. in the Final Four yeah. in Seattle. I was at that game in the Kingdom, and it was you know well Melvin Jellybean Turpin and Sam Bowie wanted nothing to do with Patrick Ewing <laughs> and Michael Graham. You know people forget about Michael Graham unless you saw him on the basketball court because this was before the brothers were shaving their heads. Yeah, and Michael had the shaved head back then. <laughs> And all that head did was that shaved head, and he had the glower, and he was muscles on his muscles. He showed man. up with that shaved head, and Sam Bowie said, no, oh, my God. thank you. But this <laughs> did not prevent the Portland Trailblazers from nope. taking him in front of Michael Jordan. Oh. So, uh, yeah, that was horrible. That was, uh, that was horrible. And as I was telling you guys, it was the King Dome, and it was one of the early domes. They played in this. I think they'd only played in the Superdome, and then this was only the second time they played in the Dome. And the angle a lot of people were pushing because the shooting was so terrible. It was the depth. Was that it was depth. Teams couldn't get the depth. But it was just Georgia. just uh, Georgetown just guarded the hell out of you <laughs> and muscled you. And, and the game was really physical back then. You could knock the hell out of people. You know, yeah. the, big, the Big East was, you know, the Big East made its fame on brutal Philadelphia Flyers type basketball, Broad Street bully basketball. Broad Street bullies. I mean, it was there were brawls all the time, and 
they'd call it technical on each team, you know, and they'd be, you know. I bet you Big John really enjoyed it. Big too. John, oh yeah, Big John <laughs> loved it, and they all they all played that way. And you could do it in the, uh, you know, you could do it in the uh, NCAA tournament too, and it was very very physical brand of basketball. That was Georgetown's. Uh, they won it that year after they beat uh, Houston, losing, right? Uh, beat uh, they, Clyde and Hakeem, right? Yeah, in the yeah. final. In yeah, yeah, right. After yeah. they beat Kentucky in the uh, in the in the first round, yeah, that was a uh, that was uh, that was one of the worst basketball games I ever saw. But uh, Kansas Duke was good, and uh, today we can celebrate. And now, yeah, I said there's three great holidays in this country: Christmas, the Fourth of July, and the day Duke loses. But that <laughs> one we don't get to celebrate all the time. So we should really appreciate it when we get to celebrate it, because next year, now that he has what. Number three, number four, number number yeah, it's one. It's like four of the top ten one, players, number right? Number three, number four, number ten coming in. As and that's including Trey Jones, right? As next year's one and dones. Yeah. Uh we might we might we'll have to we'll have to just be crossing our fingers we're able to celebrate Duke losing again. <laughs> but it's nice to see him because he's not the all-powerful coach with these kids like he was because he hasn't had them for three years and yeah and he's he's kind of got to let him do let him do what they do hell he's playing a zone never played yeah. zone in his life he's playing that a was zone. weird that they were playing the zone yeah, they're they playing were. the Bayheim zone so uh anyway duke loses with kansas hell of a game and uh now now who congrats wins. to bill self going back to the final four uh-huh. where he uh same city won the uh national by title the way Loyola can beat michigan yeah, they can. Michigan is uh, Michigan not making threes. Loyola, they'll go by you, man. They'll go by you. So, uh, all right, we'll be back. Uh, yay. Yay, Kansas. Go, Jay. Rock, chalk, Jay, hawk. Rock, chalk, Jay, hawk. We'll be back. Avoid distracted driving. Keep your full attention on the ride with Royce. I gotta admit, this is for uh, a certain taste. You're just gonna have to put up with it. 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Oldie Berman's famous Austin team came out with a floor with lots of steam. The boiler soon cooled. The fire went out. Of Edgerton's championship, there was no doubt. Where did you find that sound? That sound is uh, actually courtesy of NPR. NPR, of okay, course. that was so uh, that was part of. Somebody had a poem about Edgerton's. Yes. Uh, all right, on this date in 1960, 58 years ago, I am not. This is not hyperbole. Five greatest sports events in my lifetime in the state of Minnesota. March 26, 1960, Edgerton winning the state one-class basketball tournament. Town of 900, school of 92 in the top three grades. They won the state championship. They beat mighty... Uh, Edgerton, they meet mighty Austin, seventy-two to sixty-one. There were nineteen thousand people in Williams Arena that night. They came in. Uh, they, they, we always looked for the tournament darling back then. Okay, everybody, the small town, everybody always rooted for the small town. Yeah, but there'd never been one that actually won it. As I mean, Beale, I guess, won in forty-four and five, but it was a 
different thing. This Edgerton came and on uh, they beat Chisholm the first night, and then uh, that was there was like eighteen three there that night eighteen four. Wow. The next night they played Richfield and Richfield was the powerhouse. Uh, Bill Davis was the great star of Richfield. They had a bunch of kids. And Edgerton beat them in a foul-marred game. Everybody <laughs> fouled out. The referees ruined that game. I think Edgerton shot 43 free throws, but also they had like three of their regulars foul out. They had they had an eighth grader who came in a game who they said, you know, whatever his name was, you're in the game, and the kid's eyes, they said, got like big. <laughs> but Edgerton ended up beating Richfield that night. Then they come out on Saturday night, and they used to tip off at nine o'clock on Saturday. On Saturday, Saturday night. night, yeah, wow, they nine o'clock. Off. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't mind staying up late then for an hour and a half. And it was only one game. class, right? So it yeah, wasn't like there was a you bunch had of the fifth place game at six. And the the third place. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, I suppose because everything was at every, one place, yeah, right? Yeah, everything, yeah. Uh, okay. They had they had uh, four championship sessions: Thursday afternoon, Thursday night, Friday night, and then uh, Saturday was all the trophy games. And they had a consolation thing on on Saturday, Friday afternoon that would draw seven, eight thousand people. Wow, a consolation! But it, I cannot explain to people who weren't around how big the state basketball tournament was. It per capita, it dwarfed what hockey is today. Mm-hmm. It it was it was the they stopped playing the state hockey tournament was over at the end of February so that we could have four weeks of basketball. So two, just focused two weeks completely on basketball. To, for basketball. March. Wow. Two weeks of districts there were 32 districts, two weeks of districts, a week of then the regionals. Then you'd have four teams at each at each of the eight regionals, mm-hmm. and that was covered hugely. The Star Trek, the the local papers would go out and cover five or six of these all around the state, and then the eight teams would come to the tournament. But it was very geographical, so you'd have all these really good. You'd have Edina playing Richfield down here in the district, mm. and you'd have Bemidji up there in the, you know, up in the hinterlands with Bun Forchi as their coach, and they'd come down here five out of six years. They'd be down here all the time because all they had was little little schools to beat up there. And Austin wasn't that dominant in Region One, but they were pretty dominant. So they were people were because they'd won in '58, I think, okay. and people were sick of Austin and <laughs> and. When they came out, they booed them. The when the Austin kids came oh out, and when they when they came out, they booed them. When they introduced them, they booed them. Wow, fifteen thousand people. Now, not everybody booed, and Austin probably had four thousand people in, but it was rocking with boos that they wanted the little school to win so bad. And and Edgerton is like you said, a town of nine hundred. Nine hundred, so. way down the southwest corner. Yeah, down where I in the in the district in which I live, District Eight. And District 8, uh, in 1959, Fulda had one of its best teams ever. Stretch Lemberg was the center. <laughs> Dickie Overlees, my brother's best buddy, was a guard. Ed, Ed, Eddie Clevin was on that team. Fulda was really good. And they thought they could, I don't think they'd won the district since the 20s or something. Okay. And they thought they could win it. And these Edgerton kids, most of whom were sophomores, beat, beat Fulda in the 
semifinals of District 8. We riding those buses back those 18 miles from Worthington. We I was were, just going to ask. We were yeah, suicidal, man. We couldn't believe it because they played it in the Worthington gym, which okay. was held like 2,500 people or 2,000 or something. And then that Edgerton team lost to Jasper in the uh, in the uh, championship game of District 8. Jasper's Butch Raymond, who you know, ran the Northern Sun and coached at Augsburg and Mankato State. Mm-hmm. Great player. He beat him. 1960, here comes Edgerton. And they've won them all, and they're unbeaten. And Laverne is only Laverne was the powerhouse of the district down then. Okay, they pressed all over the court, you know, and they all had short hair. They all had buzz haircuts, and they'd press you, and <laughs> you, you, to the point you'd almost want to throw them the basketball to leave you alone, you know. <laughs> and Edge and myself and a, a three of my buddies, we drove over. One of one of them had a license. We drove over there, and they were. The gym was absolutely, in Laverne, the gym was absolutely packed, and they were showing it on closed-circuit little grainy TV in the cafeteria. We got we got in there, and we sat underneath one of the baskets, and Laverne came out, and these, these Edgerton kids were all Dutchmen with long hair and bad socks drooping down, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Edgerton, Laverne jumped on him like 10 nothing, and we were all kind of laughing. This is going to be a blowout. Edgerton came out of that timeout. I remember they all sat on the floor. Richie Olson was their coach. He was like 22 or 23 years old, mm-hmm. the coach. And he sat on the floor, and they came out and started making shots. God, they could shoot. <laughs> anyway, they win the state championship. And uh, it's it's uh, a phenomenal event. And uh, tonight at Target, I think today they inducted the first class of high school hall of famers basketball hall of famers Lindsay was in on it uh they named kevin McHale. he's not here but a bunch of bunch of other players but edgerton is being inducted as a team nice. and uh i don't know how many of the guys are going to make it but if you were around then which i was they named four of the five got named to the all-tournament team they used to name an all-tournament team Wienhoff, Verdus, Kroon, and Graffentine. But the others, if you can't name the other starter, you aren't really an Edgerton expert. <laughs> Bob Wiarda was the other starter. Okay. was the other one. But uh, it was uh, a phenomenal event in this state. And you, But you had to have been around to realize what the what it meant it, it, it was you know Hoosiers it was Hoosiers Minnesota version yeah. of Hoosiers and we certainly weren't the basketball state as Indiana was but as far as an event in our state the state high school one class basketball tournament was as big as uh, as that one I mean it dominated the news that weekend it was held I looked it up once the day Bill Walton goes 19 for 20 from the field and they beat Memphis Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking up something from the state tournament. I can't remember what. And the NCAA tournament in the Morning Tribune, while our state tournament was going on, had a four-graph AP story with two short-form box scores on the NCAA semifinals. Wow. You know, it was... it was College basketball wasn't, A, that big a deal, and B, the, the state high school tournament was that big a deal. And they packed the barn, huh? 
Oh, yeah. And this was before the fire marshals made them put aisles in. I mean, 19,000. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, they, they packed the barn. And they packed it every year, but they really packed it for Edgerton. I mean, they, 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 it was. Uh, That's amazing that you could have a, a, a little, a little town like that of 900 people. And like, yeah. you go to this big game and like the whole, <laughs> the whole state is basically oh, behind you because was, they all want Austin yeah, well, to lose. They all, and they well, all, they, they don't want, they didn't, if Austin had been playing Richfield, they wouldn't have given a damn, right? Right. I mean, they wouldn't, they would have enjoyed the game. Yeah. But they all wanted Edgerton to win to the point they were willing to boo. Austin, and it's uh, you know with the sportsmanship police would be out in force right now for that. But you I can't boo the kids. I know all these guys. Uh, I got Graffentine, Croon, and Verdus. I went down to Edgerton with them in '99, and I Dean Verdus was out at. He's been on the state high school league board for a long time. He was out at uh, West St. Paul for a lot, a lot of years. It was Henry Sibley, really a great guy. Uh, Dean Veenhoff ended up going out to New York and became the head of the coaches association out there. And, uh, you know, Kroon was a coach for a long time at Gaylord and other schools, very successful. And Graffentine, I believe, was a telephone pole guy. I think he ended up climbing the telephone poles down there. Wow. But uh, it was uh, it was huge. And southwestern Minnesota, the southwestern corner, Edgerton won in 60. This is one class. Laverne won in 63 and Marshall won in 64. So uh, mm. three of them down there in the southwest corner won the state championship within a five-year period. A lot of great players down there then. And in 1970, the last year of one class, strict mm -hmm. one class, they went to two classes in 71. And then on Monday night, they had double A play A, but they were both champions. But of the true one class, Sherburn, which is down almost on the Iowa border, uh, in south-central Minnesota, won the state championship, too, and they aren't very big either. Wow. They had two great players named Tom Mulso and Jeff McCarron, and uh, they, they won it in 1970 and won it rather handily. So, uh, anyway, that was uh, Edgerton. On this day, this is not this day in history because we had bird magic, but in 1960, uh, 58 years ago, Tonight, uh, Edgerton defeated Austin, and they're going to be a target center tonight. I don't know when they're, they're going to introduce... Uh, the the members of the Prep Hall of Fame, I don't know if they're going to do it before the game or at halftime. I would have presumed they're going to do it at halftime. We're going to have to get like a huge, we're going to have to get one of these sports person certificates like blown up and put on a billboard in Edgerton. Edgerton, well, yeah. well Ed, we could probably afford a billboard in Edgerton. It costs oh, yeah. you about three bu uh, 200 bucks for a month, maybe <laughs> yeah. down there. Dutch Reform, by the way, town, Dutch Reform town, very mm -hmm. conservative. Kids uh, were not, they couldn't go to movies. You know, if they were going to go to a movie, they'd have to sneak over to Slayton and go to the movie. Oh, wow. And they had, this this little town had a Dutch Reform school in it. It's got Southwest Christian, you know, which has been good. Mm -hmm. Southwest Christian. So some of the kids, there was a really good basketball player who went to Southwest Christian who they didn't have on their team when they won the state championship. It was wow. a local, a kid that they played with growing up. You know, in the grade school, mm -hmm. he went to his parents made him go to Southwest. He couldn't go to that public school. He had to go to the Southwest Christ, Christian. Very, very conservative and all Dutch, you know, all German names. So we'll be back. You're on the ride with Royce. Charmingly vulgar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on 1500 ESPN. 
Johnny Height with a sports update. Thank you, Patrick. This update sponsored by LinkedIn. Hiring businesses rate LinkedIn 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. For a $50 credit toward your first post, visit linkedin.com slash traffic. Terms and conditions apply. Timberwolves in action tonight. They'll play Memphis at the Target Center. Uh, as you were talking about, Patrick, tonight at that game, the first set of inductees into the Minnesota High School Basketball Hall of Fame will be honored. I thought the Wolves take care of business against a lousy Memphis team tonight. I don't think Memphis has no no interest in defeating them. So yeah. <laughs> I just of... hope they don't overuse players like the Wild did with Ryan Suter. Like yeah, those minutes, man. They pile <laughs> yeah, up, minutes, don't they? Yeah. Minutes were pretty light in Philadelphia. On, uh, yeah, on they Saturday. were. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of folks surprised when Creighton Durham Hall's Daniel Oturu didn't make the all-tournament team. He was one of the best players in the tourney. Of course, scored the winning basket. Uh, turns out the committee left him off because of what they call a sportsmanship issue. Man, was that a hell of a play, though. Mm-hmm. That yeah, game. that last two. Uh, I got teed, right? Uh, during Yeah, during the play. Oturu received a technical fall in the first half of the title game for shoving Apple Valley's Trey Jones. Star Tribune got an email from the MSHSL that read, Part of the criteria to be selected to the all-tournament team is sportsmanship. It is one of the items shared by the public address announcer prior to the awards ceremony. It was a committee decision not to include Daniel on the all-tournament team because of that <laughs> criteria. <laughs> a uh, football note. Sound like you were trying to say something yeah, there, yeah, man. I wasn't well, sure there. I think that's out of Animal House, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, football note, uh, Indomitian Sioux ends up with the Los Angeles Rams. Really? So, so oh, one gosh. Somebody bailed on his, he had a deal and Jets. then bailed. The, the Jets, Jets said no thank you. Huh? Yeah. They signed a one-year deal today they with the They said we want to lose. They decided they wanted to lose. <laughs> he signed a one-year deal with the Rams today worth $14 million. Oh, my gosh. How him, can you just renege on a deal, though? How can you say we're going to sign you and then say, ah, we're not? We that, that I don't know. Yeah. No, okay. Sure. Putting but, him yeah. next to Aaron Donald, though. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oof. It's going to be a little beef to move around. Yep. Oof. Uh, Gophers men's basketball program announced today forward Devontae Fitzgerald is transferring out for his final year of eligibility. That'll give Minnesota two scholarships to fill for next season. Fitzgerald averaged 13.3 minutes across 31 games for the Gophers last year, averaged 3.7 points and 2.4. That's what we call being run off, Johnny. That's what we call being run off. I didn't really want to. We, uh, We ran him off. Didn't really want the lead to read that way when I read it on the air, but yes. Well, right. we wouldn't have had to run him off if we hadn't taken one of the, the old man's stiffs from Louisville <laughs> when he was running the guy from Louisville off. So um, you got to, you know, that Stockman guy or whatever his name is, a seven-footer who can't move. Mm-hmm. Ryder Cup will be back in Minnesota in 2028, that announcement being made today. It's the first U.S. city to host a second Ryder Cup. Uh, forward Jordan Greenway signing with the Wild. He's out of Boston University, and he will be there tomorrow night when the Wild play the Predators in Nashville. You think they'll make Joe go out there and do his show? To Hazeltine, you think Joe will have to do his show? Uh, out 20, there in 2028, 20, you think he'll have to do his show? <laughs> I don't know. You think? Well, Rook, I think. Brooke promises to wheel him out at that point. So. <laughs> 
Are you baiting me? Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to keep my mind off. I was off. trying to get you <laughs> to <laughs> take a shot at yeah, him. Yeah, I got all sorts of ammunition. Okay. Trust me. I'm just gonna, <laughs> Kenny got just, the biggest grin on his I'm face. I'm going to keep, uh, keep this all ammunition right. stored away. Kenny's going to wait until right. the actual time comes. He's I'm going to have to be. I got a good excuse for not being there. There's an 80% chance I'll be dead. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, same here. All righty. Thanks, Johnny. You bet. Hitching a ride with Royce. I think it's a waste of everybody's time. Oh, but it's so <laughs> fun. Are you there's, there's better, well, yes, there's better <laughs> things to do in life. On 1500 ESPN. The ride with Royce now continues. It's time for Late Hits. All right, I was uh, telling you guys uh, a couple of weeks ago, eh, maybe not that long, about the great Kermit Keeker, Dana's father. Mm-hmm. Uh, great character, died at age 89. And uh, I'd, I'd gotten to meet him when I went out to uh, Fairfax and went to the local municipal liquor store to watch uh, the Nest broadcast of Dana pitching. That was a satellite was just kind of getting rolling in the liquor store in Fairfax had it had it and i went out there because i heard they all got all the farmers got to town and watched watched the game when dana was pitching the red sox game on nesson and i got to meet kermy there and he was a wonderful character he was just <laughs> funnier now and he'd had a ha- half of his foot chopped off with a, about a cultivator or something like the rest of the farmers out there he was missing limbs and stuff like that but but he was a master woodworker and he, he died, and the funeral was, I think, Friday, but it might have been Saturday. I'm not sure which. But he was buried in a casket that he built himself. Wow. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, did he buried, build it for himself? Yes, he built it wow. for himself. He built it all, and I don't know how long the process was, but he was <laughs> his health was slipping. Yeah. And uh, that was that is a Kermit move right there to get people <laughs> talking. You know, Kermit built that. Built it for himself. I bet it was damn good. I did tweet out a picture of his baseball bat chair, his famous baseball bat chair, which uh-huh. is made out of baseball bats. But uh, that, to me, is a, that is a class way to go. You know, I, I loved it when uh, my friend Bob Peterson, uh, the former sports information director of the Gophers, uh, and his wife, when he died, they had him... She had his ashes put in a football that he'd gotten from the uh, Gophers. He got the game ball for a victory over Iowa or something, and they mm. put the ashes in the football. I thought that was great. But building your own casket is pretty. Damn that's good. that's something. That's that awesome. That is pretty good. So congratulations, Kermy. You were a you were a character to the very end. A great story in the Chicago Tribune today. Uh, despite all the problems down there, the Chicago Tribune can still ha- have. Uh, Great journalism. There's a piece about a guy named Nevist Coleman who had spent 23 years behind bars until DNA evidence last November led prosecutors to vacate a conviction. Uh, What was he convicted of? Uh, Was charged with uh, rape and murder. And uh, he spent 23 years in jail. And DNA evidence cleared him. So... He used to work for the White Sox on the grounds crew, right? And okay. he spent 23 years in jail. The White Sox have hired him back. He is now back working at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field, uh, 
the, the ballpark. And uh, it's a great story in the Chicago Tribune. I retweeted it. But uh, he's back, and he's he said he always dreamed when he was in jail of someday working on the ground screw with the White Sox again, and they they brought him back. So that's uh, pretty fantastic. Uh, sad news uh, in the world of basketball. Did you see this? Uh, Zeke Upshaw, who was playing for the Grand Rapids Drive in the G League, uh, collapsed on Saturday and uh, during the game. And uh, after continued efforts from the medical team at Spectrum Health, Zeke uh, uh, died at 11.16 a.m. Oh. Uh, he was 26 years old. Oh, man. He was in his second season with the drive. He was six foot six forward from Chicago. Chicago, he played at Illinois State after transferring from Hofstra. Uh, as a senior, he averaged 19.8 points and 4.1. He went undrafted, played overseas, and then uh, joined the G League with his uh, hope of uh, someday playing in the NBA. Uh, but he collapsed, and of course there's no uh, cause of death as of yet. But uh, uh, that's uh, not good. Not good. Meanwhile, Tim Tebow has oh been promoted to double A for no apparent reason. Oh, my God. He's 30 years old. Why? Uh, last year... He was in uh, A ball at two levels. He hit two twenty six uh, with a on base percentage of three oh nine and a slugging percentage of three forty seven. Why did they keep- eight homers and fifty two RBIs? He was in major league camp with the Mets to start the spring, but he struggled a bit. He was one for eighteen oh and batted fifty six with eleven strikeouts. This has to be nothing out. but a cash grab yes, for them, right? To keep, like, why do they yes. keep doing this? It is a cash grab. Why are they letting that, him embarrass himself like this? Do you know that he like played this? in Fort Myers last year and filled the stadium? I mean, had, not filled it, but he had 5,000 people. They usually get At Hammond? Yeah. When he played against the Miracle last year for a series, they drew like... Oh, my gosh. They drew like 13,000, 14,000 for a three-game series, and they drew... You know, they usually drive 800 unless it's some kind Why, of a giveaway. people? He's not good. He's, he's not any good. It's a, it's a statement about his uh, lifestyle, I guess. Uh, earlier this spring, Sandy Alston said the, and it said the expectation level on Tebow had been raised within the organization and uh, that the GM said he expected the quarterback to eventually play in the major leagues. Only this, if it's September and you're 20 games out and you want to fill the ballpark, right? I mean, I just don't understand. Like, enough. Enough of this farce. Like, just... Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. because well, it's, uh, it's uh, America, and he's still a... In fact, who did... Oh, I was... I, I don't want to name uh, somebody, but I was talking to a strongly religious athlete down in Fort Myers and uh, ended up looking at the Twitter account. A lot of retweets of Tebow. He's the he's the hero of the uh, of the uh, Christian right. There's no just, doubt about it. You know, just Tim, you're 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 actually really good as a college football analyst. Yeah, and he actually and is it, very and, very good. And it will be just do that. Just and do it that. will be if he ever gets called up as a PR thing. It will be viewed as this triumph of the human spirit. Yeah, that he knew he could. That someday he could make it, and he'd give us all those. Even things. if he goes zero for four with yeah, four strikeouts yeah, and yeah, commits but, an error in the outfield, it's, yes, yeah. But uh, he's thirty years old. Anybody, any other thirty-year-old 
who batted 226 would be released, right? Yes. Released. Yes. Gone. Promptly released. Go, go, go play for the Saints. You know, he should play for the Saints. Yeah. That's a good gimmick for him. Yeah, they, I mean, that's that the American Association, you're not offending anybody if he plays, right? Yeah, go ahead and play Here, for the Saints. Yes. Be, yeah. Here's some good news. Minnesota United defender Francisco Calvo and Abu Danladi have received their U.S. green cards. All right. That means they no longer, well, that's good for them. But mm-hmm. they no longer occupy international spots on the Loons roster. So we can get a couple more foreign guys on the team ah. to replace them. So that's good. Uh, uh, the United's next home match is on Saturday, March 31st at 7 p.m. against, oh, hated Atlanta United. And uh, you can hear that match right, right here, here on 1500 ESPN. And, uh, that means it's on the Saturday is their next home game. 7 yes. p.m., another night game. Woo-hoo! They should have tra- they should have gone for the afternooner again, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, because it's probably going to be a little 31st, chilly that night. It's got a chance to be a little cold. There's uh, there's no doubt about that. A little, little cold at that time of night. I don't know. The Twins have announced today that their home opener, uh, 3-10 on a week from Thursday uh, against the Seattle Man- Mariners, is a sellout. Uh, the Twins have drawn... Since opening Target Field in 2010, the Twins have drawn an average of 39,096 for the home opener. Uh, the uh, April 5th home opener will be the 150, 61st sellout in Target Field history. Of course, about 81 of those came, came in 2010. <laughs> yeah, 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 a good share of those came out. The, so they haven't all been sold out there then, huh? What is their their capacity right now is... Their official capacity, it's I think, 40, is right? in the 3,000s, isn't it? Uh, For Target Field, yeah. It's, it's, in, I mean, it's, in, in the I mean, in, in the 39,000s, right? I thought it was I, I thought it was 40, wasn't it? Yeah, or is it 39? Yeah, but they keep taking a little space here, and I think the catch took some space. And, okay. And now they're doing that. I'm I'm anxious to see what they did out there in right field. The entrance they did all kinds. You know, they basically tied in the the Metropolitan Club with down below there. There's an entrance into there and they oh, did okay. all kinds of stuff and huh. they did all kinds of stuff. I'll say one thing, they keep doing things, right? Yeah. I mean they keep improving it. And the national anthem will be formed by Dessa. Have I ever heard of her? Uh you have never heard of her, but I have heard okay. of her, yes. And she'll be very good? Yes, I would assume Is she'll she be very a good, local yeah. gal? Um kind of. She's with uh Doomtree, so she's which is the local um record label based out of here in the Twin Cities, but I don't, I'm not sure she's actually from Minnesota. I don't, do they tell us? They, they, they haven't told us yet which Olympian. I'm betting on John Schuster. Aren't you? To throw out the, uh, or maybe the, and with the, and with whoever our local gals are from the women's hockey team too. Don't you think? To throw out the first pitch. You know, when I heard my theory, you heard my theory today on uh, John Schuster. Okay. There's more than one of them. There's it's like when Hammer, you know, my guy Wicker's my guy Wicker's theory was there was more than one Hammer because nobody. There's could a couple be at, of them running no, around no, the old Coliseum. No, nobody could be at that many sporting events. Every time there was a sporting event, there was Hammer. He said there's more than one Hammer. I think there's more than one John Schuster. I think there's several of them running around there, uh, uh, making appearances. They introduced the. Ryder Cup coming to town today, for God's sakes. It's curling. Let's relax. You know what? And yeah. I think 
for the first pitch, I think they should do it curling style. Yes, I think I do, you should do it do. underhand and yeah. just have the other guys just mm-hmm. yeah know, to have them sweeping to get sweep a little. You got to get a little track and out try and there. get try and get the ball right in the center of the uh, yes. right in the center of the plate. I think we got to do something like that. Yes, but it'll be it'll be the curlers. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Be we'll be back. Too. No Reavers. Uh, Reavers still. I've, I'm still getting photos of Reavers drinking beer on the beach <laughs> in uh, Fort Myers. He has he back stopped? Tomorrow. I think that's the bigger that question. That is true. He just asked, asked me where uh, asked me where uh, what fish joint I was telling him about, and uh, it's a 15 mile drive. I I don't think that was a good idea for me to tell him to go there. But the missus is with him, so she can drive. That's good. Anyway, what do you got, Manny? Uh, my daily complaint is kind of twofold here. Uh, this Michael Bennett story with him uh, to, to charge to charge that as a felony. Yeah, and well, my my complaint is sort of twofold. One is with him just sort of doing what he did, which is just not cool. But then, why do you, why do we have a sixty six year old paraplegic woman? Working security, working security at the Super guard. Bowl. Yes. yes, I don't. I just and you know, yes. and I'm, I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to throw shade at her. Like it, no. it's not. You know what, Bennett? If he like really pushed her, like that's not cool. But why do you? Why do you have? Yes, in that particular situation, yes. someone See, doing I mean, security. You can, you can find Super Bowl. a. You can find a good job for her, but that she, she shouldn't be keeping not people security. Off she shouldn't be keeping. I agree with you. It sounds like a phony deal to me. Ah, uh, but uh, that's just me. You know, I don't have a daily complaint. You know why? Why is that? Because this is a great day. Duke <laughs> lost. Here we go. Okay, Duke lost. That's one thing. But the Ryder Cup's coming to town, and yeah. here's what makes that great. Uh, everybody who comes up to me now and says, I thought you were going to retire after the Ryder Cup, I can say, I did. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I probably will retire after the Ryder Cup. What you, I never said which Ryder Cup, did I? I said I never said which Ryder Cup. No one can ever call me a liar anymore for that, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm a man of conviction. I'm going to retire after the Ryder Cup. I loved your tweet when you <laughs> talked about when the Ryder Cup is here in 2028. You'll be 83. 83, which it's... is 15 years younger than Sid is today. <laughs> 15 years young. Is it? That does put it in perspective. It does. How amazing this is. You think if I last that long, I'll get a statue? I don't. I think you should. I, yeah, but I won't. I won't. Maybe a and it'll be Sid. Statue. It'll be Sid who will still be around making sure that you, <laughs> you don't, don't get, get that statue. statue. That's right. He don't want. Don't give him a statue. <laughs> All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, Manny. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.